tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Normally from 3 to 6 on Saturdays, but I've been on for an hour already. I'm on 2 to 4 today uh, because of basketball. After basketball season, I'll be back to at 3 to 6. But if you want to know when I'm on, you want to get my podcasts, if you missed the show, go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. But we have been talking about Monday is the Iowa caucus. That's the first real poll, if you will, for both the Republicans and the Democrats. Thursday was a GOP Fox debate with the, all the candidates uh, uh, except for Trump. I did a show, uh, the post-debate show. You can listen to that also on my podcasts. But we're talking about that, talking about the real issues, but also what, uh, how we think it's going to shake out. Do the polls reflect what's really going to happen? Is Trump really going to win big in Iowa? Huckabee and Santorum won big in Iowa, and they really got the religious vote out. So I think that kind of goes to Cruz, but we shall see. I got a tweet from GR saying, uh, you're talking about Rand Paul, not Ron Paul, right? I have been talking about both. Ron Paul won big in Iowa or got a really, even by the official counts, he got 21% behind Santorum and Romney's 25%. He's not running this year. His son is running. And uh, I did also get a tweet from JC saying that Rand Paul, maybe, maybe I said it wrong, Rand Paul would do better, JC thinks, in Iowa. That's what Rand Paul claims. He says that because he's got the young vote, the libertarian vote, all those people have cell phones and this polling is all on landlines. And and I have read that. And that would make a big, big difference if they don't correct for it. I'm going to go to the phones. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, Ted in Tucker, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? Good. Um, how are you doing? I, I've listened to your show on several times. Unfortunately, Saturdays aren't the best times, and I am guilty of not uh, listening to you streaming as much. But what I have noticed is a trend. I think it would help. Uh, amongst your view, uh, the people who listen to you, if you could do the research to come up with the specifics, like the individuals or groups and the activities that they are doing that are the so-called puppet masters behind different candidates. Like, for example, when you were talking about earlier that Bush is in the wings, his polling is showing he doesn't have a chance, and then suddenly the next thing we know a few months from now, there's a brokered convention and Bush has got it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just speculating that I would say that if that happens, then that will support my thesis that this stuff is more orchestrated than we're led to believe. That's for sure. Yes, but the, what I'm saying is I don't think it's a thesis anymore. Uh, the subject you brought up has been going on, you know, like you said, J.P. Morgan was talking about stuff like this 100 years ago. So 
who's doing it now? Who are the people yeah. today behind the scenes that are doing it? I think that, uh, unfortunately, I think if you got too, if you made too much of an impact, they might take you off the air. But <laughs> that. Well, well, that's why it's great to have local, because local yeah. doesn't have that much of an impact, but we still get to talk the real stuff. Right. But I, anyhow, it's, it's one thing that I see, I hear it a lot, and, and I think for people that aren't as informed, and, and I know it takes a lot of work to do that, uh, but they keep going. Who's this establishment people keep talking about? Who's this uh, okay. uh, behind-the-scenes uh, people? And, and if we outed them, uh, it would probably paint a clearer picture of what goes on in the races. Okay, Ted, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, but what I'm going to do is I have a few uh, leads right now I can tell people to track down. First of all, on my website, monicapressshow.com, I have a tab of quotes, quotes that are shocking and damning, and it's, it, they aren't quotes about specifically who's behind which candidate, but more about the bigger picture. The Council of Foreign Relations comes up a lot. The Royal Institute of International Affairs, which is the English equivalent sister of the Council of Foreign Relations, comes up a lot. I, Jeb Bush, I saw a backdrop the other day of him speaking at the Council of Foreign Relations. Hillary Clinton, in inaugurating a new office of the CFR, said, this is so great, it's closer to my office, so I don't have to go as far to get my marching orders. That's what she said. So that is an institution that I think is very clearly the the puppet master. And one thing that is very specific on my website right now, very popular post, post I did of Heidi Cruz, who was a term member of the Council of Foreign Relations. So she was there for five years, and she signed off. I've said this many, many times, and I won't stop saying it until everybody understands that uh, Heidi Cruz said that uh, she signed off on this thing which called for people, labor, and goods to move freely among the the tri-national area, which is Canada, the U.S., and Mexico on this document, interoperability of police and military, uh, the adoption, the unilateral adoption of the strictest, like, labor and environmental standards from one uh, country to another, like, to subvert our legislative process by simply adopting Canada and Mexico's Laws and what it actually says in that document, just shockingly, is that uh, the CFR recommended setting up an organization like the Bilderbergers or the Verkund Group, which is an international kind of cross-Atlantic groups through which they manipulate legislatures and powerful people to set up one of those in America to help these chosen legislators to coordinate these laws. I mean, this is all in this crazy, like simply 30 page document. You could get it all. That's the Cruz stuff. Yet Cruz says stuff like, I think I have this clip, Clint, if you would play uh, the Cruz clip, this is his story. Well, Chris, you, you are exactly right that, that, that I am not the candidate uh, of career politicians in Washington. I don't. He is really pushing. And we heard at the top of the hour in the news, we heard this uh, claim by him. What he's pushing in Iowa is that he's the outsider. He's the outsider. He's nobody's man. He's a grassroots guy. He's a Tea Party guy. This guy is the biggest outsider and the funniest thing insider. The funniest thing is, even I, who obviously I'm extremely skeptical about anybody uh, in uh, this establishment. I mean, the only person I would even think of as being an outsider on either Democrat or Republican stage is Rand Paul. I mean, that's it. But uh, that these guys, that Jeb Bush 
when he comes out and says, I admit it, I'll tell you, it's a relief to me. That is how clever, if this is a psychological uh, operation, that is how clever this is, that I, who had Jeb Bush as my ninth out of ten on my Republican choice in August, just simply by the fact that he was so establishment, now, literally, if I had to pick one of the establishment guys, I would find him the least, <laughs> the least annoying to have in the White House. I don't consent to be governed by any of those people. I would consent to be governed by Rand Paul, but I will absolutely not I'll always vote for the libertarian before I vote for one of those guys who I think sells the country down the river. But I do I do want to read one quote of uh, to just try to illuminate that there is like Ted was saying, you know, you, you can you can point the finger. There is evidence. There's it's not a thesis, not speculation. I have many, many quotes like this, but I'll read you on my website. I'll read you one that uh, is just fantastic. It's from, I believe it's from David Rockefeller's autobiography or biography. It says, quote, for more than a century, ideological extremists at either end of the political spectrum, and I will interrupt to say, as a libertarian who believes in the strict preservation of the Bill of Rights, I guess I would be an ideological extremist. Uh, have seized upon well-publicized incidents such as my encounter with Castro to attack the Rockefeller family for the inordinate influence they claim we wield over American political and economic institutions. Some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. That was David Rockefeller. And that that attitude is why Carol Quigley, who I was talking about earlier, a mentor of Clinton, Bill Clinton, why he wrote this book, Tragedy and Hope, which completely exposes this international political elite that works above and beyond uh, behind the scenes of our elected people, of our legislators, of uh, outside the constraints of the Constitution when they can get away with it, trying to fundamentally transform this country. They are proud of it because they think they're they're doing a service to us. They think of the masses, as Henry Kissinger, who's one of them, said, uh, as useless eaters. This is how they think about it. So I and they have been at it for so long and they've been so clever that I feel uh, it, it. you can't think that they have not totally infiltrated both parties, which is something that's in that tragedy and hope. And I have quoted on my website, they've infiltrated both parties. They uh uh, and they infiltrate the State Department was one thing I read about in the 1920s. That was their first target because it controls what the president thinks and knows. He is not Googling in the middle of the night to find the real truth about Libya. He's listening to Hillary. So uh, excellent, Ted. Thank you. Uh, Tony in Atlanta, uh, you are on with Monica. Uh, you know, I was talking to you about, I want to talk to you about this, you know, Trump with Iowa. Yeah, go. You know, I, sure. I, I think he's going to win. And, you know, you got to also look at a lot of people that's going to vote for a uh, Republican that hadn't before, because I voted, voted for Obama, and I'm, I'm voting for Trump. Why? Because, well, you know, I think he'll do better with the economy, and I think with this terror stuff, you know, I, I just feel that he, he, you know, nothing against Obama, he, he's leaving. And I just think everybody that's running right now, I think he 
he'll be better with those two situations. Why do you and, think that? I really, I really want to understand why. My mother's a huge Trump fan, so I'm not critical of it. I just want to understand what convince. What does he do that convinces you? Is well, it a plan? He, he, Is it his he, 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 strength? He what's on his mind, you know? And, yep. and he says what you know what he's thinking. And, you know, you ask Hillary, Hillary Clinton a question, you you know, you, you still have yeah. the answer. You can't get enough, you can't get an answer from her. Yeah, it's almost so, a shtick by now. You know, you you know, and so even if you don't like what he says, he's going to say something and that's it. I mean, I just, you know, so he's going to tell you what, it, what he thinks, what he's thinking. And I just think with the economy and the terror situation, those two things. Yeah, yeah, he is convincing in that way uh, because he is a businessman. I can see how it's believable that he will know what to do. I have questions about if his style, I mean, a CEO of a private company, of his own company, is a dictator, and I'm not sure people want to be smacked around in Congress. I think they, he might be a little bit surprised. But I think what you are speaking to is the number one thing that people like about Trump. It's his plain speaking. It's his uh, speaking truth, really, to the media. And I would like that. But I'm not sure they aren't uh, playing a little game about that, and that bums me out. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, after the break, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about Ted Cruz and, uh, and what he really stands for and how I think it's going to shake out. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 65 is the high tomorrow with increasing clouds. Stay tuned for weekend weather on WSB, brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to give away the weekend prize pack. I'm going to give a family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Arena to the first person who can answer this question. The number is 404-741-0750. The question is... What were the children's name? What were Felix Unger's kids' name? He had a son and a daughter. What were their names in The Odd Couple? So 404-741-0750, uh, and you'll get the prize pack for that one. I'm going to take a quick call. I'm going to Jeff. Jeff, you're on with Monica. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Monica. What you got? Uh, was listening to you talk about the uh, basically the idea that there was a ruling class above everybody else, and and my question was kind of three things. One, you know, with the television shows blacklist and scandals showing so many things that that they theorize out there or as entertainment that may not be entertainment. You know, they mentioned the cabal, and then I spent twenty years in the military and had a lot of CIA friends that said they would never vote because they saw too many things that told them they didn't have a control over it, that there was never a reason. There was always somebody else going to be in control of it. And uh, so, you know, I guess it's a real conspiracy theory. And my yeah. thoughts are, you know, what do you see? Uh, do you think those television shows are showing reality? And do you think, you know, the CIA is in control of things like that? Yeah, I do think that... Uh that the television shows actually hint at that stuff and that it, it, it has to be it's something, there has to be some organization at the top. I don't mean like an official organization with a name on it, with the CIA or whatever, but there's no, it, it just occurred to me one day, like an epiphany, that there's no chance that these families have been rich and powerful for hundreds of years 
and they don't kind of set it up so that they maintain their power over time. What institutions do they use? Sure, the CIA, the State Department, things that we don't even know about, giant corporations. Yeah, I think it's all there. And if you dig in, you can find it. You just have to know what to believe and what's like deliberately there to mislead you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. Lots of calls coming up. Uh, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB, usually three to six. Today I'm only on two to four. Until basketball is over, I move around. Check me out on my website for the podcast, the times of my show, MonicaPerezShow.com. The Iowa caucus is on Monday. We're talking about that. And the the Iowa caucus has only picked two nominees out of the past six contests where there was not a Republican incumbent president. So they are actually they actually have a poor record of picking, whereas New Hampshire has picked four out of six. So it doesn't. So Iowa, it really it's important, people think. But uh it's it actually is which should be a, a negative a contra indicator but but things have changed this year the primary rulings and stuff uh the rules have changed and what's going to happen is the first four like nevada south carolina iowa new hampshire i think south carolina is winner take all the rest are proportional and then super tuesday through march 14th which is almost half the delegates are awarded during that time have all been determined they have to give away the delegates on a proportional basis and then after march 15th it's winner take all and at the at the convention that people who have dropped out their delegates will go to somebody else so it isn't as important, I think, if I understand the implications correctly, that it's not as important to do super fantastic up front. I don't you don't even really have to sweep Super Tuesday, which is March 1st, to end up getting the nomination. And um, that my cynical self says, I think that will uh, benefit a an establishment candidate, somebody like Bush, who seems like he's way, way behind, but he has a lot, a lot of money. A lot of people are giving a lot of money to him. Smart money guys. See, these guys don't give the money away and, you know, cross their fingers and hope for the best. I can't help but think that they believe there is a chance. But they also give money to Cruz, which I was baffled by because, really, I think Cruz is Canadian. I just, I'm not bashing him for that. I just think it's crazy that nobody seems to care about that. And the big money guys are still giving him money. And I, I'm starting to think that maybe they know that a vote for Cruz will ultimately be a vote for uh, another establishment guy because maybe Cruz will, will feel forced to bow out or maybe that's the plan. I don't know. I mean, that is going way down the rabbit hole. But we were talking about for the past half hour, there definitely is a rabbit hole. There is a rabbit hole. There's plenty of evidence of that. And you can look on my website for uh, quotes, just click on the quotes tab. You'll be blown away. Uh, type in Heidi Cruz and what she was up to at the CFR. Uh, Irving Crystal, the father of neoconservatism. Holy cow. Did that guy 
plan and plot for big government Republicans to take over and establish a conservative welfare state. I mean, I am not making this stuff up. So it's not crazy for me to think that there's some machinations going on and that it's not simply what you see is what you get. I did give away the prize pack before the break, and I had a funny question, I thought. So Sean won. I asked who were, what were the names of the children of Felix Unger on The Odd Couple, and he got Leonard and Edna. I think Leonard was Tony Randall's real middle name, and Edna was his sister. So that's what he named his kids on the show. That is, maybe only New Yorkers can get that. Nobody else even knows what The Odd Couple is, but I thought that was fun. Thank you very much. And I am going to go to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Scott in Brooks. Scott, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I was just calling because you had uh, commented or asked some folks what they liked about Trump. Yes, yes. And one of the things that hasn't been mentioned is I think that people look at him and they see somebody who uh, is able to find talented people in whatever area. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to pull some of our most talented people who have experience in different areas as opposed to going to theoretical uh, people who are, are well-educated but have no practical experience. And I think that Donald, um, I, I'm like you, I, I, I don't think that I'm going to vote for him, but I think that he's attracting people because even his, even his big hit show, The Apprentice, what's it based upon? It's based upon him finding someone to run his business. And in this sense, he will be looking for people to help run the government. That's a and- very interesting way of putting it. I'll tell you why. Uh, I consider that a... Ben Carson talks about that. That's his excuse for how he's going to... That's his answer to how are you going to run foreign policy. He And it's a vulnerability for him, I think, because he says, I'll just trust the generals. Well, generals are politicians a lot of times, and you need to have some serious truth, Dar, to know which way is up in that crowd, and he probably doesn't have it. Now, with Trump, this is why what you're saying is very interesting, because I... I, uh, my husband's an executive, and when he's looking for somebody to run a piece of the business, he, I sit there and help him, like, brainstorm of all the people I remember him having in the past on his team who he liked. I'm like, oh, if you could have anybody, you know, in the world, and he's like, oh, I liked, I liked Bob, I liked Steve, I'm like, okay, so now we know who the guys are. But he's been in the same business for a long time. And I thought that about Trump. I thought he he knows that for real estate. He knows that for this and that, but he doesn't know it about politics. But it's funny because The Apprentice is about identifying unknown people to do a job. Uh, And that does make me, that is more of a qualification simply than running a real estate empire. And it's hilarious because I always ding him for the reality show stuff because I think it's silly. But that is, people do appreciate that kind of experience. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, you know, on a, on a, I guess, a superficial level, you know, here, his hit show is just that spot. And, and I think that people are tired of the, not just the, well, I'll say the, the insiders, but all of these insiders come right out of, say, Ivy League programs, Ivy League schools. They're brilliant. There's no doubt. They're, they're, they're incredibly intelligent people. But most of them have no real-world experience. And... That is where many of our problems come from, is that we have somebody basically sitting up there in a closet 
writing rules for the rest of us to live by, and they're not out in the real world. They're in that little bubble up there. Scott, I had a, a revelation, an epiphany once, the second time in the show, I'm talking about my epiphanies, but every once in a while, things just become crystal clear, and I really put a piece into the puzzle. And one of them was this, that the people with the most influence in the country, if not the world, are people in the media, in government, and in academia. And those are all people who have or don't need to have. Uh, that, that real world experience has absolutely nothing to do with them getting their jobs. Nothing. Right. And right. then I took it one step further and I, and I started thinking, that's on purpose. That's their job. They are professional puppet masters. They're professional influence peddlers. That's what they are and it's what they do. And that's what, what those people are all up to. And yeah, they know what they're doing. They do it on purpose. They dedicate their lives to it. It's an industry. And if he's really an outsider, I'll I will consider that an asset. But I actually think that he is that he isn't an outsider and that he's kind of playing a role. You don't think there's any chance of that? No, no, I agree with you 100 percent on that. That's why I'm cautiously watching. So. Yes, I think Sky. I think it's going to be pretty interesting uh, how it how it unrolls because I feel like it, we're being treated to a little bit of a reality show. I, I think I know what's going to happen. I really think Jeb's going to get it in the end, but no, there's no indication of that. There's you go to Vegas, they, they are not saying, "Oh yeah, Jeb's got a chance in hell." They do not. So I don't know. It is going to be fun to watch. And I feel the same way, thank you, Scott, for the call. I feel the same way about Hillary. I think she's the heir apparent, obviously. But these guys need to keep the ratings up. Election year is like the Black Friday of uh, retail. The media needs election year to to generate those ad revenues. The media personalities do their contracts in election year because that's where the value is. It's they they could not have a Hillary Jeb matchup from the get go. They had to make it fun and exciting. And who else to make it fun and exciting? But the most radical extremes in your side, uh, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. I mean, it really shook things up on both sides of the aisle. And if you were super duper cynical, you might think that uh, that that was really a, uh, a a ratings getter among other things. I'm going to go to Mike in Atlanta. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, yeah, I was basically calling just, to, uh, again, like the last caller, speak about why people really do like Trump. Yeah. Um, and primarily it has to do with the, the right is really, really angry with a lot of the uh, policies that the Obama administration as well as uh, uh, the House and the Senate have put in place. Um, and on top of that, the complete lack of resistance and the lack of the ability to fight it uh, on the right. Uh, the House and the Senate, uh, I know. The Republicans have control of it, but they provide zero or little to no resistance to these policies that are coming down the pipe. Um, yeah, like you look at, let me interrupt you for a second. Boehner was, well, I, I mean, he might as well not even have an R next to his name. And then he, I think that whole Paul Ryan thing, putting him in place, acting like he's the reluctant guy when he was obviously, I thought that whole thing was a psyop to get him in. And he was like, yeah, I'm not working on Saturdays. It's like, come on, this is really, he, and he did the same thing. He actually put that CISA thing, that surveillance bill that could never have gotten passed, he tucked that into the budget at the end of the year. I mean, it's really disgusting. Total violation of our uh, rights. 
Right. So if you combine that with the with the uh, uh, I guess the Republicans not doing anything to resist with the anger over what Obama is actually doing, um, that's where you get your support for Trump. And if you add on top of that, that Trump is one of the few people that I've ever seen stand up to the media uh, where the media puts uh, incredible pressure and criticism on somebody and it doesn't phase Trump. It bounces right off of him and he continues on about his way. Yeah, well, that's uh, well, where you're going to lose me, Mike, because the the media doesn't actually pressure people. They ignore people. That's what they did to Ron Paul. They simply ignored him. The fact that they don't ignore Trump makes me think that they're playing into it. Well, that's very possible. Uh, so I guess the one thing I wasn't able to uh, discuss with your screener is you were talking about is, is the, how deep is the rabbit hole? Um, so it, do you remember Edward Snowden, the, the person who released all the yeah. information? It was accurate information that the government did not want released. Uh, mm. So this guy also said that uh, Bernie Sanders will be the next president of the United States. I uh, actually think that Edward Snowden released a bunch of stuff that was basically open secrets. That metadata stuff was in a New York Times article from 2008 about Bush. I mean, that I actually you you don't think the rabbit hole is as deep as I think it is, because I honestly think that uh, that Edward Snowden was an operative. And I said that before his Brian Williams interview. And people said, well, that would mean Brian Williams is a liar. And I was like, well, he could be. <laughs> and then he was. You will know for sure if if the system is rigged, if Bernie Sanders wins the election. Yes, I will tell you. I, I I'll I'll give you that. I'll remember Mike in Atlanta because I'll say, uh, I personally think there. I don't even think Bernie Sanders is going to get the nomination. I feel like there is no chance on earth he get. As uh, Kasich said, if Bernie Sanders gets the nomination, the Republicans will win every state. I I do think that. So as we're pointing out with this lively discussion, it's it's there's so many possibilities of what's really going on behind the scenes that I I I am totally fascinated, which is exactly what they want. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Wrapping it up with one last call. I'm going to go to Gloria in Marietta. Hi, Gloria. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I have four tiny little points to make, if I may. In there. You have one minute, or I'm going okay, to cut I'll you off. So without getting my breath, I think the Bush Gore uh, chads, that silly stuff with the holding the papers in the air, was a setup to make us go for electronic voting. That's and genius. Said, Thank you for that. Keep going. Yeah, and I think because I learned to think the way you think, you see, otherwise I wouldn't have figured that out. Yes, and excellent. I think uh, the second thing is Norman Dodd Reese Committee. G. Edward Griffin on YouTube interviewed yes. him, and he talks about the tax-free foundations and their power and influence. And I think you point about immigration making it easier to change the laws finally let me figure out why there are so many immigrants in the com- in the country that they'll go along with things like giving up guns and other stuff i, I thank you for that because i've struggled with why it is heavy immigration and that's three points i'm not going to go for the fourth all right thanks finish. gloria that was uh really excellent and everything gloria said you can track down on my website probably norman dodd a one-hour interview it was fascinating. He investigated tax-exempt foundations for un-American activities in the 50s, and boy, did he find it. That's why when I hear about the Clinton Foundation, I'm always thinking, I know what those things are all about. Uh, also, there's a uh, this there's a thing called coercive 
engineered coercive coercive engineered migration but just generally the uh demographic shift from immigration patterns especially from the 1965 immigration act which ted kennedy brought in that uh was designed because it had family reunification so you can pick your immigrant and then you get like a whole bunch more that was i believe designed to change the voting towards more socialism bigger government that kind of thing and uh and the first point gloria i did not think of that that the hanging chad in florida that determined the bush gore uh election was a way to get us to like electronic voting when actually electronic voting is the most easily corruptible that's it for today this is monica perez your libertarian voice on wsb every saturday afternoon and you can check out my website to see what i'm on next uh next week i do believe it's two to four again uh, at monica perez show.com